Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for Friday, February 10th, 2023. This is edition number 25 of season 8. As we continue looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith, we're doing so both theologically as well as devotionally, uh, seeking to uh, show uh, that the Westminster Standards, the Confession of Faith, and Larger and Shorter Catechism are not only uh, rich theological uh, summaries of what the Bible teaches, but also very pastoral, very helpful for us as we continue uh, pilgriming in our Christian life and journey to our heavenly rest. Chapter 5 is where we are. Uh, yesterday we began to look at the doctrine of providence and I can think of no other doctrine, frankly, that is as comforting as this one as it pertains uh, to the believer. And so today I want to just spend a few minutes talking very practically about this doctrine. Uh, yesterday we looked at paragraph one. Today we're just going to talk, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the outworkings of this and how this uh, is useful to you as a child of the living God. But let's pray first and then we will consider. Um, these matters together. Father, as we come now to this very precious doctrine, a doctrine that your word so plainly teaches that you alone govern and rule over all your creatures, all things, all issues, all events, we pray that we would be comforted by this truth, that we would marry it to the things that we know about you, and that we might not despair in, in the face of even those dark providences that we experience in a fallen world. And so may you be kind to us, may you show forth your favor, may you forgive us for our sins, and cause us to trust you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, as I've already noted, uh, the doctrine of providence is an extremely practical one uh, in the life of the Christian because we know and we will see uh, more fully that the doctrine of providence doth in general reach to all creatures. So, after a most special manner, it taketh care of his church and disposeth all things to the good thereof. Now, there may be some of you, of course, as we um, think through this doctrine uh, this uh, today as we consider these matters. There may be some of you who have experienced, there are even experiencing uh, what uh, the Puritans would describe as dark providences. Those times when it seems that the face of God is frowning upon his children. But what we must always remember that behind a frowning face, as it were, uh, stands uh, the God of heaven as revealed to us in the Word of God. We must never forget that uh, as God's providence works uh, especially for the good of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and if you know uh, the Savior today, then you are part of that church and you are part of that comfort that comes uh, to the church uh, ordered by God, and thus, as a father in heaven, he treats his children in the ways in which he does. Now, you might think, well, I'm not quite sure I understand how suffering from terminal illness, uh, diagnosis from the doctor that is uh, less than good news, uh, far less than good news, 
struggling through the sorrows of losing a loved one, perhaps a wife or a husband, a spouse, a child even. Um, dealing with matters that are just so um, uh, difficult, so heavy, so hard even uh, to work through. Uh, how those things can be good for me. Now, I can't tell you the answers to those questions. Um, I uh, wrestle with those things myself. Some of you know, who know me uh, personally, that um, uh, while I was in seminary, I uh, wrestled with uh, a really an unknown uh, medical problem, uh, spent quite a bit of time in the doctors, spent quite a bit of time uh, being tested for all sorts of things, and no one could ever get to the answer. And But the problem was significant. It was causing me great hardship and um, uh, ended up being Lyme disease. And um, and and I'm happy to report that uh, it appears that I am in remission right now, and I'm very thankful for that and not experiencing some of the awful aspects of it. But the fact remains is that that was not exactly what I would consider a pleasant experience. But standing behind this dark providence is not a God who, who hates me. It's not a God who wishes ill upon me and just because he can. He is not only the God of heaven, but he is also my heavenly Father. And he, in his wisdom, determined these events for my good and the good of his church as well as for his own glory. I can't explain all of the ins and outs of the specific reasons as I probe that matter, trying to make sense of things that are beyond making sense, I think, at times. But I do know what the Bible teaches about these things. And I know that I am to trust my Father in heaven as he brings me through these difficulties. I am to rest upon his, his, uh, his providence in these things. I am to um, simply rest content in them <clears throat> because I know that God is working all things uh, for uh, my good. Now, I recognize that this is one of those verses that people tend to just toss out there when they have nothing else to say and nothing better to say. Uh, to others who may be struggling with difficulties. But we all know the verse, um, Romans 8 and verse 28, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Now, God does have a purpose in his acts of providence. We rarely, if ever, complain or even question uh, those times in our lives when God grants good providences to us. We sometimes may even forget to be thankful for those things. But be that as it may, rarely do we complain about them. We are thankful for them. We are glad they're there. And that's the way we'd like to live our life from here until the end of our days. And I think everyone uh, can identify with that. It's during those dark providences that we begin to wrestle or even question uh, what is going on and why God is doing this. There's a great story in the Bible, uh, a true story uh, of a man who um, <clears throat> was uh, tremendously gifted by the Lord. He was a man who walked with the Lord. He was a godly young man. But it, uh, because of God's providence and, and his ordering of things, not only for his good, but for the good of the church, uh, he uh, 
directed events and such that landed him uh, at odds with his brothers, tossed into a pit, left for dead, uh, rescued from the pit, sold into slavery, uh, landed in a country he's never been in before and around strange people and a strange culture and strange circumstances. And then to make matters worse, as he sought to be faithful to his God, he was then falsely accused of improprieties uh, with the wife of his boss. And then he was tossed into prison for two years. There he continued to walk with the Lord and the Lord was with him. And there he was kind and gracious to others and then forgotten, not until Uh, the leader of the nation uh, had these various dreams. Uh, Did these men that he ministered to while in prison remember him? And it was then that God exalted him. And we know the story. This is the story of Joseph, of course, and it's the one that which you know we see the twists and turns of God's providence throughout the entire event. But we know that that which Joshua uh, or Joseph, I'm sorry, the story of Joseph. Um, I'm preaching through Joshua at Providence, so that's uh, probably why I made that mistake. But anyway, the story of Joseph, and we know that uh, even Joseph himself uh, says at the end of his life, um, as he's communicating with his brothers, he he says in verse uh, Genesis 50, verse 20, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And so while it wasn't good from Joseph's perspective, it wasn't a pleasant experience by any means to be left in a pit, sold into a strange country, then falsely accused, and then thrown into prison. Uh, none of those were things that he would have wished for or even prayed for. But they happened nonetheless, but they happened at the hand of a loving God, a loving Father, who obviously molded him, strengthened him, equipped him that he might be the prime minister, if you will, of all of Egypt and lead and guide with wisdom and preserve a people um, that they might not perish on the, off the face of the earth. And so while our circumstances may not reach the magnitude of Joseph, they may never come to that point, the fact still remains that in God's providence, we do indeed go through uh, matters that are difficult, but they are ordered by a loving Father. And we must always remember that when things are hard. I'm not suggesting that the difficulties are simple. I'm not suggesting that the difficulties are, um, are unimportant or even um, easy to manage. Uh, even the thought that they come from a loving Father doesn't make the pain go away. It doesn't make the problem just immediately disappear. The problem still remains. The pain is still there. But it should at least bring some sense of comfort uh, to our weary bodies and souls as we live in this world that this is not accidental, that the God who loves me knows better than I do. And in fact, when we read in the opening paragraph of chapter 5 on the doctrine of providence, we see that it is by his most wise and holy providence that he governs and upholds, directs all creatures, actions, and things from the greatest even to the least. And so what, what is the response that we should have as Christians? Well, we should be thankful even for those times of dark providence. Ask the Lord to mold us more to the image of Christ to use these difficult times to sanctify us completely 
and teach us to rest in Him as we go through them. Whether they're small, whether they're great, everything in between, we simply lean upon our Father. Just like a child would run to his parents, run to his father in times of difficulty or hardship or or fear, uh, we too do that. Uh, Of course, when we do that with our earthly fathers, they fail us. They, they, They are not God. They don't have infinite wisdom. But the Father in heaven who's ordered these things for us does. And so we simply trust him. And I'm not suggesting that's even easy all the time. It's hard. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit. We pray and plead for His help as we go through these difficult times. Well, I trust these, these, uh, these things are helpful for you. I, I trust that they uh, at least give some comfort as we consider God's providence and His care for us. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Monday edition, when we uh, turn the corner... Uh, from paragraph one, and we begin to go further into uh, this uh, this uh, chapter, chapter five, uh, when we look at um, uh, paragraph two. May the Lord help you today. May you walk in his ways. May you trust him. Whatever it is you're wrestling with, may you lean upon the fa- your father in heaven, for he will guide you. He will direct you. He means you no harm. He only means to bring you more and more into the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.